So I was really kind of lacking inspiration as to how to start this, the introduction for this podcast. And sure enough, I was scrolling my Facebook. Yeah, bleeding guilty. Anyhow, I saw amazing news and I decided that's how I'm gonna start. Uh, So around a month ago, maybe a month and a week ago, uh, there was this young man chatting with me he wanted to leave his job really badly and as you know i left mine we chatted what i did why i did and i introduced him to the program that actually helped me leave my job anyhow uh this guy again he's not in the program he's one of my inner circle circle members he's not in a program even for two months i don't know if he he has gone through the entire like learning everything there is to consume in there and he made a high ticket sale this morning like around a month since he joined it's amazing i'm super super proud of him and yeah it just made me happy and i wanted to share that right at the beginning of the episode especially considering that i didn't know what to say uh i kind of had a writer writer's podcast block anyhow uh for those of you who are also kind of like willing and serious about leaving your job about stepping up with your affiliate marketing game i'm still doing free coaching calls i'll share with you the strategy i've been using the strategy that he has been using and you can use it as well and i'm sure you're going to i'm going to see you crush it so anyways uh you're listening to affiliate journey and i'm your host mildrag milenkovic Every Friday, I'm releasing new interviews with amazing marketers, affiliate marketers, and online entrepreneurs, and I'm trying to dive deep into their mindset, the strategies, the tactics they've been using to reach their success levels, so that you may implement that in your own business as of today. And every Tuesday, I'm releasing solocast episodes where I'm sharing my own strategy, the mindset, the reason why I'm doing stuff, the success I've had and the failures I've had so that you may not fail like I did. Anyhow, uh, with all that said, I would really love if you were to subscribe, not to miss any of the awesome episodes. And it really helps the show if you leave us a review on Apple. So, and if you never listen to any episode the entire episode i would encourage you not to leave a review however if you listen to at least one episode and got value and especially if you listen to more than one and got value i would really appreciate if you were to leave a review on apple so that more people can hear this show and so that we can touch more lives Also, if you have not yet joined Affiliate Marketing Elite, it's the free Facebook group that I'm running. Just go ahead, type it out, or you can find it in the show notes. So yeah, now uh, this is the first time that we have a separate episode, one episode with a older guest and not older in age, as it turns out when I was speaking, but the guest that has already been in the show, his name is Robert. He's the automation guy, like he is the opposite of me. So that further means we are kind of complimentary. I'm really not techy guy. I, I don't understand those stuff. I'm kind of like dumb for those things. But Robert, on the other hand, is like an expert for those stuff. So yeah, we, we dove into some amazing topics and it's been excited to see him grow, like both him and I 
grew a lot in the last 10 months or so since since the last time we spoke so yeah hope you're gonna enjoy the episode Hello everyone, welcome back. You're listening to Affiliate Journey and I'm your host Miodrag Milenkovic. And today I think we have first official episode that we have the older guest coming back. And the only time that happened was like for the quote-unquote special episode 50 when I brought some older people, but we didn't have the separate episode with the older guests. So I'm super thrilled to bring Robert to the show. And Man, it's been really exciting watching you grow since the last time we spoke. Welcome to the show. Yeah, evidently I've grown a lot. You're calling me old. (laughs) Yeah, I guess you're older than me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we just figured that out. What, six months? I am. You're right. I'm an old man, dude. Tell you what. How things been, dude? Man, a lot of... Shit, if I may swear on my own podcast. <laughs> happened. It's your show. You can do what you want. You take your pants off and run around. I really don't care. <laughs> you heard it, ladies? <laughs> 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 on the show notes, you can find exclusive videos. <laughs> Anyways, man, it's been crazy. Like crazy. What, what's it been since you've been here? Like around 10 months or so? It's been yeah, crazy. It, something like that. It's, it's close to a year because it was right after Offer Mine. So that yeah. was September. Yeah, so it was, it's been close to a year since we've really... I know we chatted a little bit a time or two, but we haven't talked a whole lot since then. That's true. And how, how, have, you, how have you been? How has your journey been, man? It's been a journey. Um, there's been highs. There's been lows. There, there's, uh, I think I've learned a lot in the last year. Um, Things I thought I knew, I didn't have a clue about. And uh, it's been an experience. It's, it's been a lot of learning and a lot of personal growth in the last year. It's funny you should say that, but a lot of time we have like this thinking, almost like ego, oh, I know this shit. And we actually don't. And it's really humbling and pay- painful at times, but it's really humbling to realize how much we don't know. And I ha- I've had to go through it myself. Like, I think it was around New Year and month before and after. It was like big shit show at my life. A lot of pivoting, a lot of things like, maybe I don't know this shit the best. So time to realize it. And I'm curious, like, how can maybe someone listening who thinks he or she thinks they know something, but they obviously are not seeing results. It can be like, both of us are in kind of in a make money online niche, but it can be anything like even with losing health. If you think you know how to feed yourself and how to train, yet you are constantly like overweight and sick and whatever, or in make money online, it can be like, oh, I know how to make money, yet you constantly are not seeing results. Like how, how does one become humble to realize and to ask for help? Like what, what, what's your opinion about it? I think there's a critical point where you have to be willing to say, I don't know it all. And nobody can do anything for you until you can say that. And that's, I think, the biggest point I've seen on people is there's people who are willing to say, hey, I don't know. And 
I spent a lot of my life, especially when I was younger, being a know-it-all. And I've narrowed down now to being a know-it-all of what I know. But if you ask me a question that's an inch outside of my margins, an inch outside of my lane, hey, I don't know. Let's look it up. Let's go find a guy that knows. Um, and, and it may be a, a Google question. Just, you know, something. my girlfriend asked me, what's a cord of wood? And for those who don't know, a cord is a measurement for stacking firewood. It's a four foot by four foot by eight foot pile. And I knew that it was a measurement for wood. She, she was reading a book. She was like, hey, what's a cord of wood? You know, what's a cord? And I said, well, in what context? She said, you know, in the book, you know, there's a cord of wood out in the shed. And so I looked it up just to define the full definition. But being able to just say, hey, I don't know something. Um, and there's no shame in not knowing something. There's shame in being too stupid to say you don't know something, in, in my opinion, obviously. <laughs> but, uh, you know, th- there's, there's nothing wrong with not knowing something, especially when you're presenting yourself as professional or expert about something. You can't you know it all. You mean like 90% of the internet? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, 90% of the internet should shut up and go home. You're drunk. But anyway, um, not you. They are drunk. Anyway, but yeah, it's, it's this, this mentality that, oh, no, I can't, I can't be wrong or I can't make a mistake. And most commonly, if you just say, hey, you know what? I don't know that thing. And you go look it up. Number one, you'll learn whatever it was. Number two, you'll gain people's respect because people will say, and, and you know, everybody's different, but in my experience, most people that I deal with and want to be around, when you say, hey, I don't know, they respect the fact that you're willing to admit that and that you're willing to go grab the right answer. But do that follow-up, especially if you're in like, if you're doing a Facebook group teaching or something like that and somebody asks a question, do the follow-up, look it up and come back to them. Um, I had somebody ask me about my software and what it does the other day and how it would interact with a specific autoresponder. And it would have been very easy for me to say, that's not my issue. That's, that's an issue with that system. But I took the time to go to that company and ask their support box, hey, this is, you know, how would this, how does this work? And so now in a moment, I know it. So if anybody else asks me, I can answer the question as well as I got, I mean, I told the guy outright, hey, I'm going to go ask. And I went and asked and I came back and I said, hey, here's the answer. So I think I converted him to a customer. I may or may not have anyway. But, you know, I built that little rapport with him saying, hey, I'm willing to go find that answer for you. Give me five minutes to go ask. That's a very powerful point. And again, I've been there myself. I think it was January and I was like, motherfucker, I need help. Like I knew, I knew a lot of stuff, but there were like some specific blind spots and we can't know it all. <laughs> like I was like, there is something I'm missing. Seek for help, turn my life around in a few months. So sometimes it's just like asking for help, being humbling and asking better questions. Like uh, for those of you listening, I was showing off my tattoo, <laughs> my new tattoo. And yeah, like that's powerful stuff so oh, we we touched upon something and i want to dive into it like both of us maybe around well the last time we spoke we were kind of like uh, back and forth into some things and whatnot 
But then something interesting happened, like the more we stuck to our own lane and what we are good at, what we love, what we enjoy, the more we grew as people, as businesses, whatever. And how how can someone like listening, I want to put myself in their spot, like they're listening, they're kind of all over the place, learning everything. Like I've been there, like I was learning YouTube SEO, funnels, copywriting, email marketing, uh, thumbnails, everything you could imagine, like editing, video editing, audio editing, like all of it. And all the good stuff. You were doing <laughs> all the good. Exactly. And I was going nowhere. And basically, once I was like, okay, I'm really not good at, at this. And I stuck to my own lane and I grew much faster. Plus, I was focused on less things, but I was also like naturally inclined towards them or whatever. You did the same thing and you also had like growth occurred in your space. So how can someone listening like really understand, really have that self-awareness as to like, hey, I'm good at this and I'm going to have courage to double down on that and just get even better and get into top 10 or 5%. So I would say, and I actually literally this morning, I was taking a shower thinking about this very question, funny enough, (laughs) Um, because... You came prepared. Although, uh, yeah, although... How do I how do I say this eloquently? Um, I get accused of being a whole lot more successful than I am, and I think that I've managed to put a facade up unintentionally that's convinced people that. Um, all that to say, I'm still exploring options. I'm still looking at things, but if you have a skill set, and I, and I'm going to take automation because that's the skill set that I really entered this world to play with. Um, I have yet to have any success at selling automation. Now, I built a specific piece of software that does a very specific function or several, several functions as it is now, but it has a very specific you know, use case and need that is taking traction. And so finding either, either taking a skill set that you have and say it's graphic design or video editing, or whatever. Niche it down to, number one, what it is you do. Know your limits. Know the lane that you're going to operate in. And if, I'm trying to think of a good way to, let's do, let's, let's do video editing. So you do video editing. You can take a video, and you can chop it, and put it in different pieces, and sort it up, and do some visual stuff with it, all that stuff. But graphic work, just flat graphics, is not your thing. And if somebody comes to you and says, hey, I need a video done and I need a, a YouTube thumbnail made and you say, hey, I can do the video. I'm not going to do the thumbnail. Now, as you grow and build relationships in this world, you're going to find a guy. And I've got a buddy of mine that does all my graphic work, even for my client stuff that I need. You know, if I get into a product like, hey, I need a picture made. I'm like, I right, got you. And I farm it out to him and he does it. And it, you know, it gets through to them. But know exactly what your lane is and where you draw your boundaries. And if it's outside your box, the answer is no. I love that. I started doing that with funnels. I I was really liking ClickFunnels affiliate program. I was trying to promote it. And whenever someone would ask something about funnels, I was like trying to answer. But that was never my lane. Like automation, uh, techy stuff, none of that. 
And now when someone asks, first, when I see the question in the group or wherever, I just go around it. Second, if someone asks me, I'm like, ask Paul, he builds funnels. Like, dude, no, has the agency does six figures. Like, he knows what he's doing. Like, just don't ask me. And if people come also, like, it makes me, like, to your point, it makes it easier to say no because people come to me and ask me something that I cannot, like, I, I'm aware of, like, running the ads and some basics but I cannot run the ads for you. And if someone comes, approaches me with ads question, I'm like, I'm not your guy. Like there are other people for that. So sticking to, to your lane is super, super important. And how did you, how did you choose your lane and your own thing? Like why exactly what you do now? That, that's where I was kind of getting at a minute ago where I'm still not quite nailed down. Um, because what I realized was that I have a piece of software that's a phenomenal piece of software. However, I don't have the following to sell that software in the sense of I'm not a groups guy, right? So I sell a group tool. I'm an automation guy, so I can sell automation. Um, and so I niche down really tight to a very specific thing. And then I realized from a sales aspect that I have trouble selling that thing. Does that make sense? Yeah, that's so, what I'm sorry. Go ahead, go ahead. That's what I'm like telling people. I did a live video on this, like your passion is not enough, kind of like provoking title. And like the point was whatever you are, like you can be a writer, you can be graphic designer, automation guy, whatever it is, like if you don't later market, sell and sell that thing, like it can be the best in the world unless someone sees it and you convince him to try or her to try it, like it's not going to happen. So I think it comes down to either partnering up with someone who is better at what you're not or, well, networking. Like that's why usually people say, your network is your net worth. So that's a big factor. So how did you come about the idea of the software? Because I like it. Like we, you and I jumped on a few calls and you helped me set it up and it's been really good. So how, how did that all come to, to the fruition? So um, actually, I think the reason we talked the first time was kind of about me being in Offer Lab. Um, Steve Larson's program. And one of the things he teaches is identify a hole in the market and fix it. And I was a reseller of Group Convert, which is a competitive product to, to what I've got now. And I realized that the, the, it, was, it was a great idea. It just wasn't fully developed. And so what the market needs was over here. What the market was being given was here. And it left a gap in the middle for my face to fit in to go, Hey guys, I got a thing. <laughs> Sorry. It just worked out. My head's made up there. Um, but no, it, it, I realized there was some things I could do that would be a better product than what was on the market. And so I set out to fill that gap. Um, yeah, that, that's really how it came to be. 
Um, I knew that there was more to, I knew there was a, there was enough space to fill the void. And so I went to fill the void. And how was it like a lot of people don't understand this because in affiliate marketing, usually there is the void being filled like you sell the existing program, right? But you still solve some problem for someone. And I constantly remind people of like, think of the problem, think of the problem. How did you, well, like, was it your intuition? Was it what you learned at the offer mind from Steve? Like what brought your attention upon the problem in the marketplace? Because a lot of affiliates come like, oh, I want to make money online. And they don't think about the marketplace and everything. They just try to shove some program product down someone's throat and that's it they don't understand that they need to solve the problem if they want to make the money so how did you sniff that problem and how did you like make it happen so um the 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 cool thing is that the, the problem was already identified and that's that's where competition is good not bad and there's a frame there's a way people say that i'm drawing a blank on it but Collaboration, not competition, I think is what the word is. Anyway, whatever it is. But the fact that somebody else had already identified the problem. So the problem that I was dealing with or that I deal with is Facebook group owners that don't want to spend time manually copying and pasting email addresses from their Facebook admit page into their autoresponder. And so um, the problem had been identified and the solution had been created by the market but not completely finished you know what i'm saying there um and so intuition to some extent part of it was just tech know-how just knowing what my options were you know if you were how do i put this if all you knew was a bicycle and you had never seen a car a bicycle is a great way to get around it beats walking around on foot but if you're the first guy in town that's ever seen a car and you can sell cars, you can sell a lot of cars to people with bicycles, right? Does that kind of make sense the way I'm framing that? Yeah, I um, like that analogy. It makes sense. Yeah, so, but yeah, that's that's it. it it's, it's, I looked at the, the, I looked at the market giving everybody a bicycle and I said, I can make a car. And so that was what I did. I said, let's make the car. I love it. Love that entrepreneurial mindset. Basically, we see the problem, we take responsibility, and we make it come to fruition. Yeah. Now, what would you? Let's down down. Let's go down the affiliate lane. There is a product, and obviously, every product creates problems. So, how does someone who is an affiliate who maybe still have haven't developed like that? entrepreneurial mindset how do they go about realizing first what is the problem that actual product solves second what problems is the product uh, causing and how can affiliate fix it so that they create that irresistible offer a lot of people think it's like add 20 bonuses and that's it and it's usually not so how how would you tackle that so and i'm gonna go just product creation, but the, it's the same process I would go through, whether it's my core product or someone else's product I'm affiliating for, right? So take the product, 
and look at, well, let me, let me make this two steps. So as a product itself, when I built Groups Pro and the offer around it, I used what Austin Dixon calls identifying the gap, the ITG method. So I just took a chart and I made a chart and I put group convert in a column and I put groups funnels, group funnels in a column. And, you know, there's two or three other tools out there. And I, I list out what they have in their offer stack. So they have a tool for a month or six months or a year. They have a training on group growth. They have a training on how to write email copy. They have a training on group template content, whatever that stuff might be. And so I've got a big chart drawn up. Actually, can I just share my screen and do this real quick? Yeah, go ahead. Let me do this. Let me get a, a, a draw window up and then I'll share my screen and we'll, I'll just like kind of draw this out as we go. Just pick it through because people won't see yeah. it until on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, I'll talk, I'll talk through it, but that way um, people that, that are watching can watch it. Here, uh, disable screen sharing or enable screen sharing for me real quick. Mm. But um, while he's getting that, it's, it's identifying what there is that they have and what they don't complete that you can add to make your offer irresistible. And I would do the same thing as an affiliate. I'll kind of talk through it and draw through it here in a second. But can you get sure? it turned on? I think it is. Yep. Good. Yeah. Let's do this thing. All right. So if you're watching, you can see my screen. Um, if you can't, you should check this out later. Maybe I'll we'll just make a picture of this and add it to the show notes if we can link it somehow. So brush line. Cool. Okay. So let's go to a bigger line. Um. Basically, what I did was I came in and made a big-ass table. Is this show an e-show? Do you have an explicit tag on this show? Or do you go back in and just blur out all the bad words? <laughs> no, I just can asking. just... <laughs> you can speak whatever. I'll just... I mean, I label it as explicit, I think. And yeah, the e-tag. Oh. E that's what I was saying. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I'm just, you know, draw this out, but I've got a table and then I go in and I say, they've got piece one and piece two and piece three. And then this one's got piece one and piece two. And then, you know, so you find the things that are common trends that everybody has. Okay. And so then I take and I make a list of the things that the, I build what I call the markets offer. and so. There's thing one, thing two, thing three, go on and on, right? And so what you've done is compile what the core is that will actually sell. So at minimum, to sell your thing, you need to match the market's offer. Does that make sense? Yeah. So then you figure out what it is that the market's not offering. And so you find what the other people, the competitive products on the market don't have out there. And so you build a, a piece of your product to fill that void to make your product, your offer more valuable or you know, equal to more valuable, however you want to term it. And so um, as an affiliate, I would look at the same thing and I would say, Here's the product. Here's what they've offered with their product. 
I would look at, I would do the same thing, even against competitive products to see what else competitive products have that the product I'm promoting doesn't have. Figure out what I can add, typically info product style, but what I can add around that to help add it up, as well as, like you mentioned, what other products, what other problems are being created. And so for Groups Pro, you know, what am I creating? They need to learn email traffic if they don't already know how to do email traffic. So I've got a little course in there on on how to do email, how to use autoresponders, just some general stuff like that. Um, training on landing pages, right? So if I'm telling you you're going to make more sales using my automated follow-up tool, well, I might need to cover how to build landing pages so that you can actually collect that sale on the back end, right? So look at next steps in the in the big picture of what it is you're selling somebody and say okay i get them from point a to point b but how do i get them to point c or point d and that's where you start adding in your value that really makes a product valuable or an offer valuable and to those lazy affiliates around i know it's easier just to sell someone's product but the the better you can fill the gap in the marketplace and in the problem solving the more money you will make like it it's just a given and i love that like that was one of my biggest takeaways from ofa it was that offer creation and that like seeing the gap in and it doesn't have to be complicated like if there is like gap in knowledge you can simply shoot like 40 minute video or whatever that would tackle that problem or it can be a number of things, like there are many ways to tackle the, the gaps that product is creating or in the marketplace, although you do need to kind of like be around and see them. Like you, what you did was like research and a lot of people don't like to do the research, but you research like competitors, what they're doing. Like that's something similar to what ClickFunnels was doing and Russell, like there were things out there but there were at the time there was no like just a funnel builder and there were like landing page builders and whatnot and he went there and create like this massive movement uh and now you can see his competitors who are making like okay what click doesn't have maybe seo maybe some other stuff and they are like creating new softwares that have those solutions so i think like the main takeaway here is turn your mindset into more entrepreneurial and think about problem solving and not just like, oh, let me make the money because problem solving will make you money. Anyways. Yeah. Uh, I would, and I, I want to circle back to while you're on that, don't fall into the trap of being somebody that throws $70,000 in value into a $10 offer. Hashtag traffic secrets. <laughs> what? No. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't have my copy. My copy's in the closet or I'd, go gra- I'd grab it and show it. But yeah. Um, yeah. It, it's it's like focus on what need. Ooh, fans. So funny thing. My buddy got a copy in the mail. One of my buddies ordered two or three copies of traffic secrets to get different bonuses from people. And he got a copy in the mail from Amazon. 
I heard that happened to people. And there was no reasoning why. Well, he got an email, I guess, yesterday or the last couple of days that ClickFunnels sent out a bunch of copies to people that bought just randomly. That's interesting. Through Barnes and Noble, Amazon, several different retailers. Now, the, the email they sent out basically said, hey, you bought a copy. We just wanted to send, you know, in, in troubling times that we're in, we wanted to send out some more. Uh, give this to someone that you know. Don't return it. There's no cash value. Just give it to somebody that you know that would use it, right? So number one, you're spreading the word of ClickFunnels for them. Number two, you're getting them interested in the ClickFunnels world. But number three, and I don't know how this works. I'm just theorizing on this. They boosted their sale numbers through Amazon, Barnes yeah, & Noble, whatever. Their, their funnels weren't over there. Like he, he sells separately. So there are very few sales on Amazon. So it could be the, the case as well. I'm just saying, just think about that stuff. It's always fun. You know, I've, I, I've said for a long time, don't look. Uh, they say, look what they do. Yeah, exactly. And, but not even look what they do, but figure out why they do it. So you understand the game they're playing. I mean, there's a reason that ClickFunnels is called a culture. You know, they know what they're doing. Um, exactly. Russell. Russell's a phenomenal marketer. I, I, One of the yeah. best. One I was best. like, I was talking, there was big lunch uh, this year with this huge software, kind of expensive, and I'm not going to throw names, but the guy's a brilliant marketer, made his movement, culture, a lot of people mimicking, and I was like, I'm watching that. I'm not part of the movement, but I'm watching what the guy is doing. And he makes people believe in the vision. He created a movement. He created a lot of people selling his products, something like Russell did. Like that's, and I'm seeing is this like, a, is this a competitive product to ClickFunnels? Uh, no, this one isn't. This one is for Facebook organic oh, okay. traffic, and it's like. Brilliant move on the part of the guy, but I'm seeing people following him and they are like kind of acting mindlessly. Affiliates, they are like all the same, doing the same shit, same cover photo, same call, same call to actions. I call them out. Oh, more than a few I know what times. you're talking about. Yep, yep, I'm with you. Sorry. There, there are two actually, but one that I'm talking about is like, yeah, yeah. Both, both guys that made big launches were amazing marketers. And, but like, it's not what they say, like, look what they're doing and they're doing it really well. And I enjoy watching them do it, but I kind of laugh and throw rocks at people that are following and do not think things through. Anyhow, uh, let's, let's circle back because, uh, a lot of people listening are affiliates. And I know also that a lot of people listening have, or intend to have their own Facebook groups. Now, first things first, whatever business model, whether it's affiliate marketing, your own product, network marketing, like one of the main online assets are the emails and building your email list is really important to say the least. So first things first, if you have or intend to have the group and if you're already not gathering emails, 
you're missing out big time. That's like my main source of gathering emails. I'm kind of lazy to create lead magnets, although I intend to create another one. So my group is my hub. I nurture, provide value, and I also gather emails. So that's the first thing. So you can do this two ways. You can do it manually, like you said, and waste a lot of time. And after I messed up something with my groups pro i was doing it two months manually <laughs> it was so annoying i would procrastinate on it i was like oh i have to do this thing now so luckily you helped me fix it and the other option is like you're not doing it manually but we talked about this you touched upon this like you're using bicycle basically to drive and we want to get there a bit faster maybe much more fast much faster so could you could you share with listeners like your amazing extension i'm using it really good thing like just saw what you did there <laughs> it's super good so share with them a bit more as to how can they use it and why should they use it okay so groups pro as has been mentioned um uh, is a is a facebook is a Chrome extension for Facebook, and it it automates your follow up. Is really what it does. Um, sell the sell sell the thing that sells the thing. Don't sell the thing, right? I don't want to sell you an extension. I want to sell you a process that gets you somewhere. Um, I'm not going to be sleazy and say make ten thousand dollars with automated group follow up. But I have been told by people that I should say that. So just take that for granted, um, or take that for what it's worth. Anyway. It, it automates your follow-up process. It, it automates the collection of email addresses, sending them into your autoresponder. What's cool is there's no middleman steps. There's no Google Sheets. There's no Zapier. It goes straight from your Facebook group through the extension to the endpoint. Um, we, we currently have direct integrations with ActiveCampaign, ConvertKit, and GetResponse. There's plans. We're in the middle of adding click funnels in. So if you're using ActionEdits, follow-up funnels, whatever they're calling it this week, um, you can get in and use that soon enough. Um, we do have Google Sheets. You can still zap stuff to other locations. But what else? What else? What else? Facebook ads. Do you run any Facebook ads? I don't. You don't? Well, in theory, if you had a group of people that you were priming to be buyers, Either one, you might want to run ads to those people, or two, you might want to run ads to a lookalike audience of those people. Fair enough? Yeah. So what if I told you that you could make a custom audience of your group as you build your group? Oh, wow. I mean, I'm just saying spiffy stuff, isn't it? Oh. Um, <laughs> but that, that, that's what it does. We've got some other stuff, inline email verification, which is, is a – when you're running a lot of numbers and you're worried about your sender reputation, that comes into play. It doesn't really matter for the guy that's running a group of a hundred people. Um, but if you're running a lot of emails through, it's good to have good to know that you're sending it to good emails, not bad emails so that you, you keep your sender reputation up and you stay in the coveted inbox. And you don't land in the spam or junk folder. Um, do you have a private group, like a paid private entry group? Good that you mentioned it. That's something I look to build this month, but I've I've been procrastinating on it for an entire month. Not sure why, uh, but I will have one 
pretty soon. And it has okay. a cool name. I won't spoil it on the podcast still. <laughs> Sweet. Well, let me know when you get ready for it. But uh, what I was going to say is people have private groups. And I literally, one of the big copywriters, Ian Stanley, you, have you seen his, some of his stuff floating around lately? I don't, maybe, not sure. Okay. He's running a big deal. He was doing a 50, 50 days to 50 sales a day thing. Oh, I he's big, heard that, I think. Yeah. He's a big, he's a big copywriter. And he actually self-identified in an email the other day that he sent out. He said, I'm going to close it because I'm tired of adding people to the group. We have a pre-approval mode where you can use Zapier to send your buyers emails into a list in Google Sheets, and it will only approve people who are on that list. So you're bypassing the, the need to manually sort and go, oh, this guy's in the club. This guy's not in the club. That's pretty cool. So, yeah. Um, I built this to be a good, useful tool. I've got a whole lot of plans down the road for it. I don't want to spoil all of them, and I don't really want to say stuff and then come back and be like, oh, well, that didn't ever happen. So you know, I've talked about it, some of it in different places, but I'm just like, you know, things like automated group posting. So like every Monday morning at 7 o'clock, you make your welcome post kind of a thing. Um, and I'm saying those are on the pipeline. They may or may not happen. They're just things we're thinking about adding in. So I don't want to like sell that. Like, oh yeah, we're going to do this. And then, you know, but yeah, that's the overview of the thing that I built. Okay. Boys and girls, you heard a man, uh, we'll have like, obviously my affiliate link, uh, linked out in the, in the show notes, uh, affiliatejourney.co slash Robert. Now I'm thinking, should I, I can just add, like, I already have show notes with your, with our episode. So I can just add the link over there. No need for separate show notes or should I make separate? I think I can just. If it's a separate episode, it's separate. It would be separate show notes. Okay. So affiliatejourney.co slash Robert and just add number two at the end. You can, it's separate show notes although i might edit even in the older one so uh you can find like link over there and make the best use like of your time of your money and automate the process i know i throw i threw some stones on automations but that's like for the automations you do not need before it's time and this one is like there is no skill, you just waste your time. So it's kind of useful to automate. So everyone out there, this is the one I'm using and I can stand behind what Robert is saying. And I'm also really excited to see this additional stuff that he's planning and he just promised he will do his attitude on podcast. So he has to make it happen. And <laughs> just kidding. So anyways, again, affiliatejourney.co slash Robert two, number two. And you can find the link over there. Check it out. See if you like it. I will. It's kind of Wednesday. I will try to think of some cool bonus tech to add as well. Uh, but if it's not over there at a time, if you're checking, when I release the bonus tech, you will get it just by buying. So, yeah, there is that. You you won't stay without some bonus. So, yeah. Anyways, my man, it's been it's been exciting seeing you grow 
developed softwares, which is pretty cool. It's something I'm kind of hesitant to do in the future, but those are fun stuff. Like I also have, I think, this entrepreneurial tendency for problem solving. Mind you, I'm not a techie guy, so I might go down different direction, but I think software is a cool thing, definitely. The cool thing about SaaS, software as a service, SaaS, S-A-A-S, is there's no cost to fulfill. It's an infinite growth model within reason. Um, and I'm just, I'm telling you this or anybody that's listening, but it, 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 it whether I sell 100, 100 accounts a month or 500 accounts a month, there's no difference to me in the cost of running the business from that aspect. Now, there comes a point where I have to have customer support people because I can't manage a thousand users by myself, right? Like I'll get to that point soon. I hope I get to that point soon. <laughs> but you know, you know what I'm saying? So there's there's that piece of it, but the the actual product itself, there's no cost fulfilled. And so it's a very lucrative market if you can find a need that needs to be filled and solve that problem. Even if you're not a techie guy and you don't know how to do it, call your buddy Robert that knows a thing or two and he can help you get the right get in the right line to get it done. Um because it it it's a very lucrative market to be in. That's true. A lot of people made a ton of money. Russell being one of the examples. Hashtag hundred million and more. <laughs> Anyways, uh, any any other place you would like people to check out so that I may link in the show notes. If they want to get on my regular broadcast email list, go to cowboyhatmarketing.com. And he's very He's wearing cowboy hat for people listening, so yeah, make, he's um, really congruent. <laughs> yeah, for those that don't know, I'm the I'm the I'm the guy in a cowboy hat or the marketer in a cowboy hat. Um, yeah, no, cowboyhatmarketing.com will actually get you on my mailing list. I do. I'm not going to say daily. I'm not going to say weekly. I send emails out when I want to, so you might get three in a row, and then you might not get one for two weeks. It just depends on what kind of mood I'm in. Um, but more of it. It's more funny, just stupid stuff than it is pitching people. So it's just kind of if you enjoy stupid laughs now and then or just wondering why you're on this random guy that wears cowboy hats mailing list, check it out. Sounds like a good question to ask oneself. And <laughs> I'm also like whenever I'm emailing, I'm emailing about like podcast or solo cast. I'm not pitching. And that's kind of, well, I wouldn't say the point of email list, but one should monetize from time to time. So for everyone who is on my list, expect some selling real soon. <laughs> Hashtag groups, bro. What? That's a good idea and valid point. Anyways, check out the software. You don't have to buy it. Like, check it out. Give it a test run. I think it's amazing. And you'll see for yourself if you have a group or if you tend to have a group, definitely check it out. It beats... Uh, What's the other one? Groups? Uh, group convert. Group, group convert. funnels. Those are the two big ones. Um, I was annoyed with one that I was using. Sometimes it was like all good, but sometimes it was like a drag. So yeah. Anyways, everybody has different tastes. Check it out if you will. Again, affiliatejourney.co slash Robert2. And you can find the link and the email address over there as well as my social links if you are not already my friend on facebook so 
check that out. Robert, my man, it's been nice catching up to you. And I'm it's excited. Always fun, man. I'm excited to see your software grow in customer base. It's gonna be cool. You'll buy drinks when I come to the US. Oh, I got it, dude. I got you. What do you do y'all drink vodka over there? I know that's like a Russian thing, but what do y'all what do you drink? Oh I'll be happy with beer, I guess. Maybe some whiskey. <laughs> My favorite beer is free. My second favorite is cold. Um. <laughs> all right. Anyway. Uh, all right. It's been fun, my friend. Fun and pleasure is all mine. Everybody, thanks for listening and or watching. And go check out Robert and myself and see you all soon. Goodbye. All right, everyone, thank you so much for listening and sticking to the end. Again, if you have not yet subscribed, do so now. And please consider leaving us a review if you got any value out of this episode or any other that you listen to. It really helps the show grow. Uh, also, if you want to check out Robert's software, affiliatejourney.co slash Robert2, number two, and you can find the link check it out you don't have to buy it if you don't want to but if you need it for your business and you like it make sure you do so with my affiliate link and i'll make sure i toss in some cool bonus for you anyways uh that would be all for today and until next time cheers for your success